My name is Old Dirty Bastard. No, I'm an alcoholic. What's up, world? Welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff Podcast. Yeah. Where hip hop heads discuss hip hop topics. On today's episode, we'll first dive into a couple of news nuggets, such as rapper Russ saying that the record industry as we know it will die once artists stop being lazy by signing to major labels. Do we agree or disagree? Then we'll dissect the new viral list released by Complex's B-Dot of the so-called best rappers of 2022 so far. We'll dissect his top 10, who would we keep, and who would we take off the list, and also share our personal top 10 best rappers of 2022 ourselves. Then we'll discuss the 25th anniversary of Wu-Tang Clan's Wu-Tang Forever album. We'll discuss where we were when we first heard it, our first impressions, whether or not we prefer the first disc or the second, what we appreciated about the double album, and discuss what tracks we would go with if we were to make it just a one disc album. Then for our album Face Off, we'll be putting Violator, the album, against The Peacemaker by Tony Touch and discuss which album we felt was better in life. And then the crew will share what they've been bumping this week. So with that, please kick back and enjoy the show. Yo, what's good, Reggie? What's up, man? Nothing much, nothing much. Well, I think I can join for a minute while I'm at work. Oh, okay then. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I may have to I may have to dip off at some point, but at least I can join while I'm while I'm here. Oh, I got you, I got you. I appreciate it. I am assuming y'all was on uh y'all was on standby because of the uh because of the potential storm. Yeah, yeah, We got a lot it's a lot of people out, like over a hundred thousand system wide, but it's like uh, I think it's ten thousand on the south side alone. Really? Mm-hmm. Man, it didn't even really kick up that bad. But maybe, maybe it kicked I was up like, that. I, I was outside on my back porch and everything, and then like I saw the report come in on my phone, like the little, you know, tornado warning. And I was like, okay, yeah. let me let me get back inside. It looked like it was gonna rain, but it, it didn't. Yeah, it kind of dissipated by the time it got like. I don't know, towards like 79th, 87, but High Park, Inglewood, like all that area north, they kind of got hit hit pretty bad. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right, well, that's why that's why you get paid the big bucks, man, to fix these problems. Stop <laughs> it, man. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, real quick, man, I, uh, I had a couple of news nuggets, man, I wanted to jump into uh, real quick. Uh, before everybody taps in give me give me one second yeah but one of the the news nuggets i wanted to touch on the rapper russ man he uh he made he made some minor headlines recently for a quote where he said that um he basically said that the that shady uh uh, record labels or, or the record label industry as we know it will die once uh artists stop being lazy and signing record deals which is, you know, not the not the first time I've heard such such thoughts expressed, but I kind of agree with him, man. I kind of agree with him. I hate that it was Russ who who said this and who's always on the record saying this. But what do you think, Reggie? Oh, I, I totally agree. Um, 
I think the reason, I mean, but I think he's the most creditable, credible, creditable person to say it because of his success. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if you know about his background or whatever, but um, he put out. So, so he came out. I guess his success came from SoundCloud. He put out a song a day. I want to say for a, for a whole year, if not longer. Um, which caused his fan base to grow as fast as it did. I don't know if you was you aware of that. But I was. I was. You okay? You right. Actually, you actually put me on to him back in like, man, I want to say like 2016, 2017, maybe. And right. I, I did my research on him, and I found like he was quite prolific, you know. And like, yeah. while not everything he put out was a, was you know a winner on my cup of tea. You know, you saw the dude's hustle. You saw the dude's skill. That's got to be Jamil. What up, what up? What's good, bro? <laughs> yeah. So, with, with him saying that, it's credible because he put in the work. He knows what it would take in order to, that goal to be, or for that to be accomplished. You know, like, uh, a person can have true success if they just worked hard. And we kind of was talking about that before, though. Like, a lot of rappers these days, um, unfortunately, a lot of, you know, um, more say us, you know, like, you know, we so quick to want to get out and, you know, make those necessary moves, you know, when that seven figures is in front of us, you know, we kind of quick to sign things, you know, because it would uh, instantly, of course, change our lives. But, you know, if you put a little bit more hustle, um, into the grind, you know what I mean? You can bypass that and, you know, see so much more. So, I mean, he's a test of it. So, you know, I, I totally agree with it though. You know what I mean? They make, they can go direct to consumer. You know what I mean? You don't need nobody. Yeah, yeah. And, and he kind of got on the, the term digital marketing. He was saying that digital marketing is one of the most overrated terms out, you know, out there right now that, you know, record, the record industry would use to justify, you know, basically garnishing certain wages that would normally go to the artists and putting them right. back in their pocket. And he was basically saying that, like, you're, you, you're almost like better off getting a loan <laughs> from a bank to make a video and then like paying it back then he is like you, you're almost better off doing that than signing with a label who's going to give you so much money you know to, to film a video or whatever and um you know i i, I gotta I agree, agree. With him, man. i agree i agree you know, I, I, I know a guy from chicago his whole so he created his whole business by being a middleman for people to get their money from their YouTube views. So prime example, when the whole drill scene from Chicago um, came out, right? It was a like instant hit amongst, you know, America just because it was so different. It was so raw, you know, edgy, whatever, however you want to spend it. Well, these kids didn't know how to make money or how they was making money, you know, how to make money from how their- How to monetize you know, the video. Exactly. So he was the middleman. He contacted them. Yo, I got, I can get this money for you. You got a lot of money here and you ain't getting it. Let me get it for you and you give me 10%. So they was like, whatever. And he was bringing them, I'm talking about, some of them was getting million dollar checks 
from YouTube. And so they was like, you know, thanking him. And now they referring him to, hey, I got some videos up too. Can you? And he, man, I'm talking about took off just by doing that. And he didn't went and got bigger stars back they month, you know, from previous videos that they didn't done. And that's been his whole business. So, so he's basically like an industry uh, currency exchange. Exactly. Exactly. So, so just think. So just think. Let's just say you did put some effort into your craft took a loan out, shot your videos, you know, put some real studio time in. If your video did take off or you making more content, 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 eventually one of them take off, that money will definitely make back because, you know, people put YouTube on and just let it play and, you know, your, your spins and stuff go crazy. And so it's money to be made there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What's up, so, Vince? What's up, y'all? What's up? I think I looked at Chief Keith, um that that um, I don't like. If you look at it now, I think it's like over 100 million views. Like, it's oh, wow. something insane. You know what I mean? And it's like that money was just sitting there. So now, you know, he, get, he getting paid off them streams. You know what I mean? That's like record score. So. Wow. wow. I yeah, agree with Russ, man, 100%. Those yeah, they count it. They count it. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just, I, I, I wish, I wish we would hear this messaging more from, you know, um, I, I guess I hate to use this term to more relevant figures in the industry right now, you know, because uh, Russ's message is only going to reach certain people, you know what I mean? And I, I just wish we had more people kind of beating that drum. You know, Kanye was beating it for, for a brief period recently and then he just kind of stopped because as with everything, you know, Kanye gets distracted and he, he's like a dog chasing his tail sometimes but like you know and there's been others but it hasn't been like that consistent messaging from a lot of relevant artists at once you know oh that's 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 a fact i mean you know i don't know man it's it's weird i mean it's kind of like the, the music industry is kind of like that crab in the barrel too you know because yeah as as much as yay was talking about that at the same time somebody like you know jay-z and all them other artists who had started title they didn't want to really jump on that service despite they was giving more percentage, you know, back to the, you know, so I don't know, man. It's just weird. That industry is a weird industry, man. That's, that's weird, man. It's weird. Indeed. Yeah, but shout out to him for, for, for speaking on that. In fact, let, let me take a quick moment. I wanted to, in light of last week's podcast, I wanted to clarify my thoughts and my position on white rappers. And, and, and well, you were very clear, <laughs> I, I, I was not saying that they don't have a right uh, to to operate or exist within the culture. I, I was not saying that at all. I, I, I the, the conversation ran long, so due to that, I never got a chance to discuss what right rappers I'm actually a fan of, and why I'm a fan of them, and how they operate within the culture, and how they acknowledge, you know, openly how race plays a part, you know, and how the culture is consumed. So I. I, I was not, you know, saying that 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 I, I'm I'm gonna, you know, have a problem with them no matter what they rap about or how they choose to rap. And I wasn't saying Jack Harlow doesn't have a place in the culture. I wasn't even saying that Jack Harlow is necessarily bad for the culture. But I was stating that white privilege exists in the world and by extension in the genre. And many of the facts that we we brought up and discussed kind of bear that out. You know that that white privilege equals wider marketability you know and i was trying to present a case study of the many ways in which white privilege 
uh, plays out even in ways that we don't immediately recognize because it's, it's very subtle, you know, and, uh, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's natural for white audiences to gravitate toward a white rapper because he looks like them and he's doing something that they think is cool and that people that look like them normally aren't good at. So I get the attraction. But with black people, and I, I never got a chance to say this, I think that sometimes we equate white people, white culture with being economically, socially, and sometimes morally superior to our own. So when a white man or woman comes along appearing to embrace things that are innately black, uh, we say, you know, we kind of have a reaction. Like, oh, look at that good white man over there. He gets us, you know, he's engaging and, you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, he, he he's engaging us in a, with us in a way that he doesn't have to. And I think that's kind of rooted in subconsciously in white supremacy. And I think it takes disengaging from that way of thinking to kind of cure white privilege. So that's that's what I never got a chance to say. Well said. Words from Dr. Umar Ray. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, but moving right along, man. Man, folks is putting the gap, putting out these lists. I'm not even going to get on the Rolling Stones list right now. I, I need I need time to let that marinate. But another uh, media figure in hip hop, B Dot from Complex, he put out his list of who he feels are the best rappers of 2022 so far, counting the first six months. And he put this list together. These are his words, not mine based on skill, performance, and relevance of the first six months of 2022. And it's already causing a stir. Uh, I don't, have you all seen this list? Nah. Well, I'm looking at it right now. Okay, so. Is B-Dot, the, that's the buddy that used to do the basketball, um, the basketball like imitations, right? I'm not, I don't, I don't not, know. Nah, Jamil, nah, he gotta nah, that's, be a, the he wrong, gotta be a that's the wrong guy. Okay. B-Dot used to work at uh B Dot used to work for like the source and all that stuff. Like he's 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 rooted in the culture in terms of I mean well he's black, but I'm saying he's rooted in the, the hip hop culture. So that's not the same dude though. Yeah, that ain't that's that's definitely not the same dude. I um pretty cool with him now that I moved out here and I met him because he DJs, but he's in Australia playing uh in the Australian league right now, so that's definitely not him. <laughs> Oh, I didn't right. realize. Didn't realize he was hooping. Oh yeah, he, he's a decent hooper too. I mean, I knew he could hoop. I didn't know he was like pro though. That's what's up. Now, now this dude, he's the one. He he hosts the uh, the complex bracket show on YouTube, where he invites different rappers on to vote on rap brackets. Um, wonder where they got that idea from. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Um, but for the most part, his commentary is pretty on point. He, he doesn't seem to be a dude who, you know, has a poor grasp on the culture and what's moving it. But when you look at this list at number 10, this is now this is for the first six months of 2022. At number 10, he's got 21 Savage. Number nine, he's got Jack Harlow. Number eight, he's got Lil Baby. Uh, number seven, he's got Lil Dirk. Number six, he's got Vince Staples. Number five, he has Bodie James. Number four, he has Kodak Black. Number three, J. Cole. Number two, Pusha T. And number one, Kendrick Lamar. Um, now, it, it, it 
the immediate response to this list came from, I believe it was West Side Gun. And he talked about how like this dude purposely didn't put Benita Butcher or Conway on the list. What do y'all think? Do y'all think this list is legit? Would you change it? Uh, how what would you did, change it? What did 21 Savage drop this year? Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Five of these artists, five out of ten of these artists haven't even dropped projects this year. Right. So, so 20, 21 Savage been on a lot of singles thus far. Okay, I could get that. Uh, uh, he's been on a lot, like, actually, so... I remember I hearing two of them. No, he's been he's been on a, on some some records. He's also on like right now. I think he's on like a he's like on a country record, <laughs> like right now, or like some type of pop song that's that's mm. buzzing a lot right now. So I know okay. he's been on a lot of stuff as of recently this year. Okay, I can't speak for nobody else that doesn't have an album out this year. I don't know. That who was going to be my question about though. Kodak Black. Also, he dropped the album this year. Did he? Okay. He did. And his his single is it's going crazy. Probably in the top ten, top one hundred. Yeah, songs played on, on hip hop radio or urban radio, however you want to say it. Okay. So the thing I that I've him. been hearing from him lately is snippets from that interview where he keeps saying, uh, what it said, my name Kodak Black, but when you see me I'm white. No, no, no. He his his song called Super Gremlin is like the number one play song yeah, yeah. Uh, on every urban radio. And it's played okay. like ten times, you know what I'm saying, every hour. Yep. As a matter of fact, I've heard of Super Gremlin, but I've never actually heard the song. Right. Yeah, no, it's it's actually a, a he's he's talking about somebody that betrayed him, so the song is kinda like deep in terms of what he's talking about but interesting it's a dope yeah it's a dope song it's a dope song yeah dope enough for kevin gates to uh and go nuts on the on that little uh freestyle he did have y'all heard it no nah. oh well you will uh, you will so <laughs> it's okay but what um what, who else didn't make an album now, um, Little Dirk has not released. Wait, has he released the album this year? I don't think Little Dirk released the album this year. Yeah, he, Dirk he released, released the album, album, and he going crazy. He and he been and he been all over the place. Dirk he going crazy. Okay, then. Yeah. Okay, then. I guess it's only three then. So that means it's only J Cole, Little Baby, and um, and Twenty One Savage. Um, right. Now, do you? Do you Little Baby feel, should be number one on this list. You said who? Little Baby. Right. <laughs> the baby um, need to be number one on every list. Do you all feel Conway and or Benny belong on this list? Yes. No. No. Just I understood they, why he didn't keep him, put him on the list. They they reach is not as far as the other rappers on the list. Like they're better. They put out you know, they're better rappers for sure, but it's not the list is obviously not just comprised of skill. That's that's a part of it. Now, now here's what the list is comprised of. He said based on skill, performance, and relevance. So I right. think right. that applies. I, so I, so 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 Jack Harlow, you can make the relevance argument. Twenty One right. Savage, you can make the relevance argument. Right. But if you want to go with a skill argument, which is what he listed first. I think Conway and Benny absolutely belong on this list. 
Okay, but I, it's like I guess I guess how, how are they weighted? Yeah, who's the audience of hip hop right now? Because it's, I mean, it's not that's a, a very broad. There's a very broad answer to that, though. Like, and that's the right. problem because like, you, this, right. uh, but I'm saying like it's not us though. Like, no, I, we, no, we are I'm basically. A, here, here's why I disagree with that. I don't see a whole lot of young young kids listening to Bodie James. I don't see nope. a whole lot of young young kids listening to Kendrick Lamar, who he has at number one. And that's why I think he deliberately left one of one of those out because you can swap them for Bodie James. Well, no, nah, so so but Kendrick had the whole everything was on buzz when Kendrick dropped. They was doing memes, right. the video. All that stuff made his relevance that much strong. Everybody was anticipating this album. He had that song with uh, Baby King. So his relevancy with the young people was there. Now, I don't know right. if it's still there after he dropped his project. You know what I'm saying? I, I would I say no yes. I think, he, I think he has Kendrick in, the, in, the, in the appropriate spot. Okay. So then who's the other person you mentioned? As far as not blowing no, Bodie James. Bodie James, is, Bodie James is young and he from that Detroit yeah. movement. And Detroit got a, they got a nice little hole as well in this hip hop buzzing. So, but, I mean, but he's Bodie the only. James has, you can make the argument that Bodie James has less impact and appeal than than Conway and Benny. More that's people think, know about okay, Conway so I, and Benny I, I, than I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I agree know with you on that necessarily, one. I don't know if that's necessarily so, though. Like, it, it really does depend on which audience. Because I think it's people that rock with. Like if you rock we're, with, we're talking about Conway, the broad, the broad hip hop audience between the ages of sixteen and fifty. I think they would sooner know Bowley than they would Benny and, and Conway. I don't know. I disagree. I disagree. Like Bowley is still like relative. Bowley is closer to their age. I get that, but but he hasn't put in as much work as Benny and Conway. I Plus, agree. Go ahead. I'm but sorry. it doesn't. It don't, it don't matter though. Right, that's exactly what I was about to say. The fact that he didn't put in as much work don't matter because if they putting in work and it's not reaching their audience, like they're not on TikTok, for instance. So if if you're not moving that's in the point. space that that audience is gonna catch it, then it, it they're not gonna they're not gonna receive it no matter how much work you put in. The problem with it, these the problem with these lists is that like when you hear the word relevance. It's such a vague, you know, it's so broad. Like, what do you mean when you say that? Like, it, I wish it was a way that they mean you know, popular. It's a fancy way of yeah. saying popular. Right. Yeah, yeah but like, really yeah, but, but Bodie James ain't popular to me. It's, so it's, it's like, real. It's a, it's a way to dismiss OGs, quite honestly. And it, it's the same divide that has existed, just with a different spin on it. So, what you got now is the old head saying that the young dudes can't rap and they got it and they, they this and that and then the young cats would pop off and say we well, all ain't relevant so they're not going to argue about skill they're going to argue relevance it's it's swag for 2022 like it's it's another word for that um it's underground versus commercial you know what i mean just with it just with a different label who who cares ultimately um this doesn't really say too much you know what i'm saying like you shouldn't care except a lot of a lot of your currency is tied up in your influence especially now now more than ever so when you're dismissed as irrelevant or you're not able to make a list like this like i get why west side would be would be feeling some kind of way because 
that's cutting money out of of the pockets of you know the Griselda camp. Even though Boldy is gonna get get a piece of that, he like you know the the my two main stalwarts who both dropped projects this year, drop both dropped dope projects this year, are, are still not getting the love that they probably deserve. I, I may may potentially I could say that, but like Griselda. Conway, Westside Gun, Benny the Butcher, they're getting more streams and stuff because of us talking right. about them. Like, check them out. Like, you hear you hear Griselda from the, the people I talk to or the people I'm around or the people that's my age or a little bit younger that listen to hip-hop, They their names come up in barbershop conversations. Their names come up in a lot of hip-hop conversations and people... When their name comes up, there's a, a eagerness for everybody to be like, man, y'all got to check them out. They dope. Make sure you this, that, and the third. And that's where, that's where they get their love from. This, I don't know if this list is going to, like, necessarily sway anything or, or, well, I mean, I guess, like, it's, like I said, potentially, it can make people like, let me check them out. But the majority is going to come from talk. You mean like just buzz, general buzz? Yeah, just yeah, just general buzz. People like, man, check them out. Just like when um, just like when Reggie gives suggestions, and then all of them have been great, by the way. <laughs> but when like just off of what he says, and I go check it out, it's like, man, I'm glad I, I I listened. So now when he has another suggestion, it's like, oh, I'm gonna go check that out. But this list is not making me want to check anybody out. <laughs> but, but I think, but, 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 I, I, but, I, but I think that's what's going on though with with the Bodie James. I think absolutely there is a buzz around him, and young people are going to see him because of the buzz. You oh, know that's definitely he, true. He's talking about a little bit more of what the young people are talking about, and he's talking about the same stuff that Westside and Benny been talking about. But he's also the young people's age, so it's a little bit more rapidly towards that. You know what I'm saying? Plus, like I said, he in Detroit. With the whole, you know, forty-two Doug and uh, yeah, what's the T yeah. Grizzly, like that scene is just, you know, that's true. It's, it's gonna create that buzz, and so people are gonna flock to it. And I'm he he on tour right now, you know what I'm saying? Because his album, so who knows? Uh, you know, selling out shows or what? You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I get now, you. do y'all believe uh, I, Lil Baby hasn't dropped a project since before the pandemic? Do y'all think he? A lot should of be- features. He, he's all over he's all over the place though like i was out obviously joking about saying he need to be number one but i actually do believe he should be higher on the list than he is like little baby is everywhere even without dropping a project yeah little baby should be higher and little dirt i agree with that dirk is having a moment right now you think yeah. little dirk is is should be above vince staples and he should well, he's based off of this list uh, he should be I, he's he should be. I would. I would agree. I would agree. Which I think he he can to an extent. I I would put Dark above Kodak Black, but I would not put him above Bodie or Vince Staples. Not on skills. Well, the, no. the, the the only reason is because Bodie is somebody new, and he got a buzz. But Lil Dirk done solidified himself with this album. Like his he done he done matured. Like his. He, he's changed. He doesn't even look the same. Like, he don't look like the same young dude. If you've seen him on some of the interviews, like, uh, what's the interview with, um, with Million Dollars Worth of Game? 
you look at that interview and uh, oh, you look Wallow at, and uh, yeah and you look at the interview when he was on uh drink champs like he looks he looks mature and this album was different than than the, uh, the other ones like he's he's made a transition into his his uh career and it shows yeah i don't know i just don't hear it in little dirt for me like i i just every time i hear a verse from him it sounds like it's auto-tuned and it's just like man we still on this and uh am i tripping no you just um, more, you're, you're, you're more of a um you're more of a, a naturalist when it comes to hip-hop so it's like you 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 don't <laughs> you don't really what's the best way of saying it you don't really you don't really um uh, man what is the word <laughs> i have an unforgiving ear <laughs> well, well it's not even so much okay this is the word you don't you don't really entertain like eat a new a certain a certain evolution from from the way you listen to hip-hop so no, it's I like think, i, I, I try to i'm, I'm like behind a, the curve a certain caliber mc yeah, that's who. Yeah, I mean, you even... if, unless somebody tell you to listen to it, you know, you're not really checking out new artists per se. Correct. But correct. Not unless the list like... is not really the, the list is not really far off though. Like you, you can move around a few people, but so I think he was actually accurate. Y'all think Jack Harlow belongs on this list? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And he's he's right down. He's on. He's number nine. So I think I think it's appropriate. Now, if it was some other artist that might have put out another album this year, I don't think he would have made it. You know, okay. like if, you know, say a Meek Mill or, you know, somebody else would have put out another album this year, I don't think he would have made it. Like, if you do this later on in the year, he won't be on this. It does okay. say so far. Fair enough, fair enough. Y'all don't think Corday should be on there? I, I would, I would replace 21 Savage with Corday. Corday, I mean, is he really? I don't think he, he dropped a project, but I don't think. I take that back. I take that back. I would, I would, I would snatch off Jack Harlow. If I take off anybody, I'm taking off Jack Harlow. And, and I would put, because what of, a because surprise! Of the, the popularity, though. Like I think the issue with with the list is the idea of all right. These are the these are the three pillars that we're using to grade, but. Like clearly is more weighted towards, um, you know, the quote unquote relevance and less on the skill side. I think by adding skill to be part of the the criteria, it kind of lead it, it kind of lends some um, some credence to, you know, the lesser skill MCs that made the list. And this is just my opinion. So you take your your, you know, your Twenty One yeah. Savages and your little Dirks. Um, your Kodak Blacks who, you know, these are not, uh, you know, elite level writers, but they got followers, you know what I mean? So in order to kind of beef up their place on the list or to try to justify their reason, we, we kind of lump all of this in there when it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like skill was really taken into account for real, for real. With only, the the, only the top three. With the exception of, yeah. That's exactly what I was gonna say, with the exception of Push, Kendrick, and Cole. I, you know what? And, to be and, honest and actually, with you, though, I oh, I'm sorry. No, you are good. Go ahead, I would, go I would think though. I, I would, I can argue Corday with with Jack Harlow because when Corday did come out, 
there was a, a buzz around him, although it was short. He do got the talent, and at the time, he did have the relevancy because everybody was waiting on his album to come out and hear what he had to say. So, I can argue that one. I the think one he kind of really, burned out right after that. The one that's questionable, though, he did. That's what I'm saying. So, how long is Jack Harlow going to last? I mean, his album just came out. So, that's why there's a current buzz, but how long will it last? But my question is, though, the relevancy of, of Vince Staples, because, I mean, I know he put out a project this year, but... Is anybody really checking for Vince like that? I, I think he's, he's I'm not aware. on the West Coast. He West definitely Coast on true. the West Coast. And I just peeped him in a in a car commercial the other day, like a national yeah. commercial. So Yeah, I saw that same commercial. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm like, all right. Well, that, that's just one bigger than I expected. Now, Ooh, now here's, my, here's my question to you all. Who would make your top ten list for in in terms of skill? Performance, and if you want to throw relevance in there, fine. Go throw it, throw it in there. Who would make y'all stop ten lists? Would y'all totally remix this, or would y'all just tweak this list? Um, it'd be almost, almost. It's a, it, right in between. Um, Staples would come out. Bodie James would come out just because I don't even know if I've, I, I don't even know if I've heard five songs from either of them. Uh, well, no, not not Ben Staples, but Bodie James. I haven't, I, you know, I haven't even checked him out heavy, or at all, for that matter. I think Harlow would stay. I will put Corday in there. I will put Benny the Butcher in there because that Tanner talk was crazy. I would put um, I want to say Cy, Ari the Kid. I want to say it, but uh, I don't know. He had a crazy project, but I don't know. Nobody yeah, really exactly. on for real. Yeah. The people I've told them, the people I've mentioned them to, they, they come back to me like, man, this is crazy good. But I think, I don't know, it just seems like some people acknowledge them and move on. You know what I'm saying? And it's, I mean, Cassine, you can't turn up to them. It's up, that's, yeah. That's, it's very somber music. That's true. But that's basically what I, I would switch around. Now, here, who's, here's who would make my top 10 for just the first six months of this year. And it's funny how they always talk about relevance, but yet they don't mention this person who can actually rap too. And number 10, I would have Lotto. Oh. I would have hey, Lotto. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not mad yeah. at that at all. At number yeah. nine, number nine, I would actually have Shay Noir. She's dropped two albums this year. Now I get it. The, you don't the relevance. want to hurt him. You said what? You don't want to hurt him. <laughs> yeah, me and Griselda. <laughs> we don't <laughs> hurt Shane Lamar's album. Um, now relevance doesn't play as big of a part to me, obviously. But but skill and performance, which you've done this year, cool. I can ride with that. Number eight, I would have Sayari the Kid. Number seven, I would honestly have your old Drew, another cat who's dropped two projects this year. Number six, I would have Conway. Number five, I would have Bodie James. I think that new album, Killing Nothing, is phenomenal. Um, just, just great boom bap, coke rap. If you have not heard it, check it out. And number four, I would have Benny the Butcher. I don't know how we're just gonna not talk about Benny the Butcher, like in terms of 
who's who's coming with skills in the rap game and who showed a level of consistency that's like impeachable uh, or unimpeachable. Number three, I got Pusha T. Number two, I got Elzai. And number one, I got Kendrick. That's my list. Now, I expect that this would change because I know Black Thought is scheduled to drop an album this year very shortly. I believe Rhapsody is scheduled to drop an album this year. And if you want to make an argument for Billy Woods and Quelle Chris, you can. Um, I would not have a problem with that. But that's who would make my top 10 as of right now. What's the name of that? What's the name of that Bodie James album? I'm gonna check it out tomorrow. It's called Killing Nothing. Okay. That Bodie James album is nice. It is nice. Okay. I'm gonna check it out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Check that out. Check that out. Listening to that when I'm uh, bagging up my protein powder. Wait, wait, what? (laughs) I listen to the Bodie James when I'm bagging up my protein powders for the week. (laughs) Oh, your protein (laughs) powder. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wrap it up tight. <laughs> Don't spill none. <laughs> none. But uh, we, I feels like we just had a discussion on here about how female MCs are like really holding it down, and then this list drops, and there's not one female MC on here. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not mad a lot of. I'm not mad a lot at all. To be honest with you, I, I agree with you on that. She should definitely deserve to be on that list. You know, I'll, I'll just speak for myself. I feel like there is definitely a renaissance in, in female MCs. I'm just not interested in any of them. I, like, there, I, I, res- I, I acknowledge them? not one. I won't say none of them. Like, I rock with Shay Noir. But that's about it. I don't rock with Lyle, for real, for real. Rhapsody ain't put nothing out right now. I'm talking about, like, the, the, the ones that are actually moving stuff. So, like, the Sweeties and Doja Cat and and, and, and Lotto and I, like those are not those are not my type of rappers. Uh, I'm not putting Doja it, Cat in that in no hip hop category though. I'm with Remy Ma. Like she pop or she's an artist. Like I'll give her that title, but she's not she's not a hip hop artist by no means. Nah, but she can't. It's hard rap, to. It's hard I'm not to saying say that she can't. Any of these rappers. It's not that she can't. She don't. Yeah, it's like, not that she can't. She she doesn't. And I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I just you know the songs that I've heard I make is not. It's it's a very it's very poppy. You know what I'm saying? Like no, you you you. you know, a, lot of, of, a lot of rappers. I would, I would love say to move see in the her same do way. what like I would love to see her do what like Nicki Minaj does, where you will give me a pop song or a pop track, but yet I hear you jump on a. A relevant hip hop, you know what I mean? Uh, remix of some sort, you know what I'm saying? You 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 nailed it on the head, though, Reds. Because yeah, she's pop definitely, but she is she, she's also talented and all you know as far as just making music. Period. Like she can step in a, a, a number of different lanes. Yeah, yeah. How how do y'all feel about Kendrick being number one? It's appropriate. I want to watch Prisoner of the Moment. Yeah, I think that was an in the moment type of thing. Um, I don't know if he would be one for me, to be honest with you. Um, I really, really, him being number, he'd be top three for sure, but I don't know about him being one. Man, it is a Prisoner of the Moment, but that moment was way huger than anybody (laughs) else's moment. Like that moment. No, I'm I'm not disputing that at all, but I'm saying like, okay, now that the hype is out, 
you know, does it still be number one? Yeah, for me it does. Like, what what other hip hop artist can say five years off, come back and have an album everybody's talking about? Everybody's right, listen. I'm right. I'm I, I'm not gonna argue with you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, again, he gonna be in my top three. He just won't be my top one. I think when it comes to these lists at this point, like Kendrick Cole and Drake are always gonna be on it, as regardless of what they're doing at the time. And well, Drake's especially not if they, on it. Drake's not on it. I know, but especially if they drop a project like recently, and I think that's where. I think that's where Kendrick um, was going to be on, was going to be number one. I think the reason why Cole dropped to three is because this project was so far, uh, you know, so early in the year. I think if his um, album had dropped out, dropped later in the year, he might be number two. I think Push hit two because his album was out more recently. Yeah. Yeah, but also, also a lot of people was buzzing about him because I think Push did a good job at marketing because he dropped him in the Jay-Z song, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, months before his album dropped. So that anticipated a lot of, you know, hype about what's going to come out of, you know, about his project. Um, and then there was a big debate on a, on a very big market of why somebody was listening to his music currently. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw that, but Corla Ray was on The Breakfast Club and she asked Charlemagne, like, who are you listening to now? And then he said, Pusha T. And she was like, who's listening to Pusha T? It just made like a big old thing. And cause she was like, well, I'm gonna have to listen to it to see why you listening to it. And I think that even drew even more people to his project um, hmm. in terms of people that's not necessarily in his market of listening to his music. Mm, I don't know, man. Cause see, Pusha T for the, for the current generation, like Pusha T is not really, you know, representative uh, of them. He's more representative of us. It's like think about that, when Pusha T came at, up in the game at that like, concert. At that concert, it wasn't just me in there. Right. <laughs> All right. So it was some. It was some young bucks in there. It was some young bucks in there, and some people of not my color that was rapping every last lyric. Hey, and man, we talk about a sold out show. Standing room only. It ain't like it was seats. It was you talking about standing room only, and folks in there a lot younger than me was in there rapping every lyric. Hey, big big the venue. Uh, It's a new venue. uh, To be honest with you, you wouldn't even never even heard of it. But the place was huge inside. Like okay, um, it was okay. So you know the you know it might have been so you know that 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 um, House of Blues space. Yeah. Okay, so triple that. Oh wow. Wow. Hey, that being the go to coke rap, man, being labeled that, that don't hurt. And also that commercial he had, that <laughs> that didn't hurt. Right. Him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, I'm, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I was shocked too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm not saying that it wasn't people that was there that was my age and probably older that was there. But I was shocked to see the young people that was there. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking anywhere between, you know, 16 and 25. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, props to props to push, man. Props to push for that. I didn't know he had that wide of an appeal. I thought like I, like, I didn't either. 
didn't either. I thought that he would be everybody like around 30 and over, you know, like. Okay, it's a heck of a drug. So, so that further, to me, that kind of further, because <laughs> I saw the Coyle Ray interview and, I, and the response was just like, yeah, she don't know what she's talking about. And now I'm thinking more along the lines of that. Like, okay, there I was agree with you. this show, you saw him. I like, agree what's, with what's you. Her so that's what I'm saying. I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, I think that caused people that might just listen to her, though, want to listen to his check album. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah, because now, you know what I mean? It's talking about it on the stage like that. That's what that's that's what I got. You know what I'm saying? Because even when he came on it, you know, on the show, they asked him about it. He was like, hey, you know, welcome to, you know what I'm saying? Push a T-show. Like, you know, he kind of was like, man, I welcome all fans. So, yeah, I think he was placed correctly. You know, if anything, I, to be honest with you, and I and I would hate to say it in terms of, you know, the positioning, though, but I would probably put Kodak Black or Dirt as number one. Hmm. I can't go there. I, Kodak Black would just I'm come off the list, period, for listen, me. Hey, listen, Dirt, the, man. The, listen, the fact, the, fact that they, that, the fact that Kendrick had him interlude his album showed you how of a, you know what I'm saying influential he is amongst the younger generation that's true like the dude is like I mean you know he reaches everybody this dude that came been in and out of jail he makes music it always go crazy with the string and then like I said his album I mean that song Super Gremlin it's been wrapped over I don't know how many times on freestyles like the whole nine, but the, the dude is his relevancy and his skill set can be there. So I would choose him for a number one spot. Wow. I know that's that's like I said, him or dirt. Wow. And then I would probably put put Kendrick maybe two and push a three. That's what I would do. You keeping Vince Staples? I think Vince Staples is questionable, man. Like I think I would put Westside, and I know he ain't even dropped the project, but I'm just seeing what he's been doing lately. I, I think he has relevancy because of what he's been doing lately. I think he's been Vince, on a merch I think tour. Vince belongs on the list, man. I think he honestly belongs on the list. I mean, you know, as, again, that, that would be my list. I don't think he would be on there. I, I'm not putting Jack Harlow on there neither, though. I'm putting Corday on there. Right, right. I think Corday got more skill than him. By far, yes. Yeah, and I think that, that he still has the same relevancy. I believe that Jack Harlow is going to fizzle out as well. So mm-hmm. if we got two rappers that supposedly has talent that's going to fizzle out once their you know project dropped and that's is what it is, I'm going with the more skilled player, you know, same person. And I think that's Corday. So I'm gonna go with Corday. Understood. I can't. I, I haven't listened to Vince's album yet, so now I'm going to go listen to it. To be honest with you, yeah, check it but, out. Yeah, that's a good one. That uh, Ramona Park. Okay, my heart. he can be kind of dry sometimes. Very. Sometimes <laughs> he can be. So I've listened to some projects of his, and he's nice. I'm never discrediting how how gifted he is, but he can be super dry. You know what I'm saying? And then now you also be on that west side. It could be, it could lose me as a as a fan. <laughs> right, I forgot you don't mess with West Coast like that. Right. No, I do though. I do though. Like I listen to the like I like the young cats. The dude Simba. I like the dude. Um, 
Um, I like Westside Boogie. I like Reason. Like I like them cats, but I it's it's sometimes if you not if you don't have that energy behind you, man, that's a man. It, it goes down quick. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody so, said this I'm gonna listen list, to it. Somebody said this list that B Dot put together. He said this this list is what Payola looks like. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I kind of I kind of gotta agree, but but we gotta move on, man. Our next topic for the night, man, an album uh, this week is celebrating its silver anniversary its 25th anniversary that album being wu-tang clan's sophomore lp wu-tang forever and this was only the fourth double album released in 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 the hip-hop genre and we were all like you know at a pretty self-aware age when this dropped but i wanted to ask you all where were you when you first heard it how did you first hear it and what were your first impressions um I heard the album like in full in an English class at school actually. Mm. So I had a a, a cool teacher um, who was a, a graph artist and so like everything was based around hip hop in general and um so he allowed for us to bring like you know everybody to bring in a sample of, of music that they found to be meaningful from them or for them. And uh, one of the cats in my class was playing. Uh, he played the MGM. Um, okay. You know the track. I don't know why he thought that was meaningful, but from there I was able MGM to, to go get, hard. Yeah, MGM do go hard, but I don't know how he felt like he related to it. <laughs> <laughs> but from there, I uh, I was able to get the album from him and, and and listen to the whole project based on that. So you got it from your English teacher. No, 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 no. I got it from a dude in my English class. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, Vince, Reggie, man. Where were y'all when y'all first heard Wu-Tang Forever? Um, I was in my boy's basement, uh, Kendall. Yeah, I was in my boy Kendall's basement, man. And we, uh, he basically just ran through the whole thing. And it was like, it was everything, man. <laughs> it was everything for me at that time. It was just like, that's the type of uh, hip hop I was I was put there for at the at the, at the moment, you know that that grimy, rugged, like on the corner of a borough in New York style. That's I was I was there for that. But yeah, I was in his basement, man, and we went through the whole thing. Okay, all right, uh, Reggie, man, where, where were you when you first heard Wu Tang Forever? To be honest with you, I can't remember. Um, <laughs> I remember hearing Triumph, though. I remember being at home hearing that and seeing it on premiere on the box. Uh-huh. Channel 13. <laughs> um, I do remember that, and I remember hearing it. You know, I'm like, at that even at time, I'm like, yo, this is probably one of the illest things I've ever heard in my life. You know what I mean? Like just that beat and then everybody rhyming over it the way they was rhyming on it, especially how it starts off and then you know it seemed like immediately after that i remember like everybody freestyling like that you know trying to say big words in the beginning it was like <laughs> yo this yeah. is like you know it's kind of like insane now that being said um you know i wasn't buying albums in 97 like I just didn't have no money. Like, I'm not gonna even front you. 
So I don't think I heard the complete album until like later on, maybe like 98, 99, where like I was getting my own money or friends of mine at school had money and we was sharing, you know, CDs and stuff like that. And I think I heard it then. So I'm on a, I'm gonna go out and say I probably first time I heard it in its entirety, I was on a train. You know what I mean? Probably going to work at the Board of Trade. Mm, okay. Okay. Well, I first heard it in its entirety. And that might have been like maybe a year or two later. Not saying that I didn't hear bits and pieces of it, but I'm talking about like in its entirety, like understanding what I was listening to, appreciating it for what it was, its impact, and that whole, you know what I'm saying? Indeed. Yeah. All right. Yeah. For me, um, I actually remember first hearing it at the crib. Like, I had an older brother, and he had either bought a copy or, or borrowed a copy from somebody he knew. And we were still sharing a room at this time. And I saw it just sitting around. I was just like, oh, Wu-Tang Clan. Like, I know them. And because I had already heard the first one. And this was, of course, a double disc. You know, with the with the reverse colors, the, the yellow and uh, uh, black on the disc, doing this one, loved it. Doing this too, loved this this too even more. And it was to me, it was just one of the illest things I had ever heard. It was like one of the first albums, if not the first album I heard, where like just it just had songs that kept your attention without hooks. Not all of the songs don't have hooks. But a good chunk of them, or the majority of the songs on Wu-Tang Forever don't have hooks. But I was still just so wrapped up in it, man. And it was like, to me, I, I felt that Wu-Tang Forever was a stronger album than Enter the 36 Chambers. True, Enter the 36 Chambers had more classics. It was grittier. It was grimier. But this one was more polished, more layered. I felt lyrically they had all went up a couple of notches. And everybody was just dialed in. And then you had contributions from Capadonna, Street Life. Um, to me, it was it was it was a no-brainer that this was the superior project. But like, yeah, that combined with the triumph uh track, it's like a six and a half minute song without a hook, just just nine, ten cats rapping, and that was a single, and it was so it was so anti-typical of anything that was coming out at that time because this was around the time, of course, Puffy and Mace would get more attention. No Limit was starting to shine a little more. And this was like just completely different from all of that, you know? And, and I felt, I felt, yeah, I felt this was just, this was, this was just better music, just better hip hop, rawer hip hop. And to me, I, I think it's the best hip hop double album, you know, to date, but, um, are y'all do y'all prefer disc one or disc two? Oh man, well, like I'm, I'm assuming everybody wants to say disc two because you know, Triumph. By the way, Triumph is one of those songs that if I ever play, people get mad. Like if I'm DJing, people get mad if they don't hear the entire song. That's how dope that song is. Yeah, you can't right. cut that. Don't 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 you dare as a DJ. Don't you dare if you if you decide to play that song. Don't you dare not run the whole song. But yeah, that um, I think people will will, will want most people will want to say this too. But I'm a prisoner of like the moment sometimes. So whatever I'm listening to at the time, that's what the best one is. Because when I when uh when you gave the assignment and I listened to the whole album. 
I couldn't say which one. I, I guess I'll give this two the nod, but like this one is just as nice, man. Just as nice. Yeah, yeah. But both of them kind of tail off a little bit toward the end. But I do feel that this two this just got more bangers. <laughs> Like, and I love this one. This one is great. Like, like some of my favorite cuts on this one, but more of my favorite cuts on this too, man. Like, yeah, that that this too didn't play. But Reggie and Jamil, what what did y'all appreciate about it? I was gonna say I actually I actually <laughs> like I actually like this too because it's I think it starts off because to me this one gets better towards the end actually in my opinion. Mm. Um. But this one seemed to me had a stronger presence from the beginning, and it didn't fizzle out for me towards the end. I, I thought it it was it 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 did what it was supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like it went out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I can't put it in no better words. But I just felt like it it ran its course, and so it was a more solid uh, track. But um, yeah, I mean that's I mean that's pretty much all I have to say about it. But yeah, I, I appreciate this too. I mean, yeah, Triumph definitely, of course, is on this too. But um, I think it just had a solid, a more solid presence in the beginning. Okay. And it, and this too had like what three, four more songs. I think it had five more songs. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you're not counting intros, you know. But yeah, man. But this this one got some bangers too. But I I, I let you go, Jamil. I mean. This one definitely had had heat, um, you know. For heaven's sake, uh, it's probably my favorite track on that side. But this too was was the one, man. Uh, and you could take Triumph off of it, and it would still be like this too. Is it, you know, impossible? And, and the projects like it is just this major heat. Um, as far as what I appreciate about the project itself, it was because it was so different. Um, I was, you know, still kind of refining my ear to hip hop at that time, and um, you know, I was I was trapped in a shiny suit era, like most of us were, because that's what that's what we knew. You know, you, you get force fed with GCI giving you it, and. Um, and I was still a, a big R&B head at the time too, so you know I was I was getting into more hip hop and this right here, nigga, this right here, <laughs> this right here. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was mind blowing, quite honestly. Um, it, it was so different from everything else. You know, you hear. And then you hear Nas, you hear Big, and they dope, but they wasn't this. And I'm not even saying this to say that, you know, what the Wu was doing is better or worse. I'm, I'm not even saying, you know, making a comparison that way. Just, it was starkly different. Um, it was polished in that it sounded good sonically, but it was so rough. It was so gutter. Um, yeah, I was, I was here for all of it. So I think this was... Uh, uh, and an awakening for me uh, to kind of seek out more of um, a more diverse soundscape, uh, specifically in hip hop. Yeah, I, I feel like again, 
goes through listening to hip hop based off of the little rant that Rizzo was had. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Rizzo was to me. Rizzo was speaking what a lot of us were already saying. You know what I mean? And I thought that intro was so dope. You know, and it was like. Yeah. It was like, yeah, this was kind of like the rallying cry for people who wanted to hear not, you know, uncorny hip hop again, you know. And um, yeah, that was that was that 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 little speech he gave was everything. It was like, man, he's speaking my language. But I wanted to ask you all, I I thought it would be a little cliche to ask you all what your favorite tracks were. So I'm going to do something different. Let's say we had to narrow down Wu-Tang Forever to one disc. Let's say we just had to go with 14 to 15 tracks. Ooh. And we're going to go through these one by one. And y'all tell me if it stays or if it goes to try to create one really, really dope disc. Wu Revolution on the very first track on disc one. Bingo. I say Wu Revolution stays. He's 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 laying down the the, the the spiritual foundation of that Wu Tang is about and everything that Wu Tang is about springs forth from. Like, I don't know. I, I think Wu Revolution should stay. You know, you make a solid point. It needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Wu Re- Re- <laughs> Re- Re- Revolution in the maybe pile. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, Reunited. Uh, Reunited could stay. Yeah, Reunited absolutely stays. I ain't never heard Jizza sound that hype on a track. Facts. All right, next yeah, up. Yeah. Uh, For Heaven's Sake. Absolutely stays. I agree. For, for Heaven's Sake is probably my favorite cut on disc one. Yeah. Um, and Deck just killed it, dude. Deck just Bruh. killed it. Y'all almost making a, a um, making a bid for disc one to be the better the better side. <laughs> well, we ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. It just starts off strong. <laughs> ain't done yet. Cash still rules. Scary hours. It can go. I love it. I love cash still rules, but I, I love that uh, one too. But if we got to trim the fat, that one could go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I say cash still rules. Gotta go. Um, it's not terrible, but just not as strong as the others. All right, next up, visions. <sighs> I think that can go too. I think visions could go. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, visions can go. Um, as high as Wu Tang get. That one has to stay. Yeah, that one gotta stay for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I like that hook, man. <laughs> ODB hook. All right, next up, severe punishment. I I think this one stays, man. Severe punishment is a, is kind of underrated. I think severe punishment stays, and you know I'm I'm hard on you, God. I'm hard on you, God. He, he came with it. He wasn't too bad on this. <laughs> hey, he came with it. All right, so we got. So how how many is that so far? That's four. That's four. Yeah, we still we still looking for ten more. So next up we got older gods. Uh, older gods to go. I love older gods too, but this one go. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be. But we're oh about wait, to say. no, older God stays. I just played it. Hold on. Hey, the older guys put me on how to rock this. Main fifty yeah. sixty, low state prosperous. Nah, they got yeah. <laughs> nah, they might have to stay. <laughs> that they, they like you said, this album didn't have a lot of hooks, but that one right there, that one right there, because <laughs> <laughs> that one is memorable. All no right. doubt about it. We gotta we gotta trim the fat. So so all right. So next up, Maria. That can go. Maria can go. I say Maria stays. Wow. I'm gonna put that in the maybe pile. Maria is dope. It's. I mean, none of these songs are bad. Man, any it's, any other songs about the ladies can go. I feel you. Oh, <laughs> uh, this one this about ain't, this. This, this ain't this. A... No, I know, I know, but I'm, I'm just saying we we get into some. All right, all right. So y'all giving a boot to Maria. I'm gonna put that in the maybe pile. Next up, a better tomorrow. Stays. I say it goes, man. Better tomorrow wasn't that good to me. Nah, that. Can, I mean, I, that can I wouldn't fight. I wouldn't fight too hard on it. That that can go. All right, better tomorrow goes. All right, it's yours. That stays. You need a club banger. That stays. Just, just. Just from the sheer the sheer amount of saliva that that RZA <laughs> got rid of in, in that entire song, you stayed. It's like he had ball balls in his mouth. <laughs> Man, like he got he got a paper clip, pennies, <laughs> all aluminum foil, like a a gum wrapper, like the, the aluminum foil part that you get the gum out of. Everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> Any type of metal, man. It's yours. So y'all saying it's your stage. Okay, so we got we got six from disc one. All right, disc two, the intro. What? Now the okay. intro could stay, especially if we're gonna get rid of uh Woo Revolution. I could live with that. I do think Woo Revolution is a better and more proper introduction. It is it, it is in the sense that it, it kind of lays like foundational principles of Woo. And I get that, but the intro for this too is more fun. Okay, all right. So intro this too. We gonna ride with that. All right, next up, triumph. That's a no brainer. Triumph stays. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. All right, next up, impossible stays. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ghostface. That, that that Ghostface verse. I think it was Rizzo who said it was like the best verse on the entire album. And I, I got to right. He <laughs> might be right about that. I mean, it was just so picturesque, man. Like, you could just see everything Ghost was describing with the dude getting shot. And oh my God. All right, next up, Little Ghetto Boys. I say this one's uh, that. Yeah, this stays. Let me get it. Let me get a taste of it. Let me see, Little Ghetto Boys. I mean, it was more up tempo, but I, I, I could do away with it. But. Yeah, that, that could go for me. I don't know. That one could stay for me, man. That one gotta stay. That's like so, that's like so, boombox music. So where we at? We are at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So yeah, we got seven stays. left out of 
11. Yep, let's let's see let's see who stays. Deadly Melody stays. I I could go I could go without Deadly Melody. It's too slow. Fair enough. Okay, we giving Deadly Melody the boot. Next up, the city, the Inspector Deck solo joint. Gotta stay. Yeah, that one stays to me for me. But you know what? Oh, oh definitely. Let's man. put just let's put that one in maybe for right now. And the only reason why I say that is just because solo joint. Like it's cold, but I don't want to miss something else where we get everybody. Okay. Do you, do, you, do you realize what he did with that production, though, man? I That's mean, Deck, Deck is quietly like un, like underrated out of Woo. We talk about Rain Ghost, we talk about Meth, we talk about Jizza. Deck might be like he don't have the 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 greatest discography, but like pound for pound lyric wise, he's challenging for the crown if he ain't got it. Yeah, but I mean, even just strictly off of the production, what what RZA did with that, man, I feel you. It's so it's so weird and offbeat with where he places the um the sounds. Yeah, those so, strings, man. It's it's haunting. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's it's it's, it's something to, that's a, that's a conversation to talk about amongst producers, man. Yeah, it's haunting, man, and it's like he holds it down so well. You don't, you don't even need anyone else to rap. You know, you're not, you at no point do you go, oh, I wonder who's gonna rap next. It's like, oh man, that got this. So, That's true. So, what do you say, Jamil? You say you still put it in the mani pile? I, I, yeah, we we keep it. We we'll keep it. <laughs> All right, so we got the city. Next up, we got the projects. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm yeah. gonna go, go. Yes, on the project. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. studying at 120 right now. Yeah. Call me back at the God Hour. That's the other thing. The God Hour. All the all the five percent of slang. <laughs> right. That's the other thing that caught me about this album. This album actually. This album and I think Brand Nubian's album were the albums that got me looking into the 5% Nation of Gods and Earths and what they were about. Because I wanted to know everything about the slang, what they got it from, what it meant. And, you know, yeah, it definitely took me down a, a, a rabbit hole. And it was an interesting theology, you know, like the the, uh, the uh, 5%ers presence in Chicago wasn't that strong, but you had a few, you know, but... Uh, but yeah, it was an interesting theology. I definitely got checked about that back in the day, just just on some adopting the slang without knowing what it meant. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Allah <laughs> like, Supreme checked you. you. <laughs> I mean, see you about this. And it wasn't even on some, it was more like, hey, let me school you before you go say this to somebody and get yourself hurt. <laughs> mm. That was somebody yeah. who knew who knew better than I did. Um, who was looking out for me? Like, nah, let me, let me let me let me let me show you some things. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no, nah, it was it it was fascinating to me, like what learning what all that stuff meant and the numbers and what they stood for and how the alphabet breaks down. But it, yeah, it was it was interesting. But projects, I, I love how Ghostface just comes on rapping about something completely unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like he wasn't there, really? like he wasn't part of the session. Right, right. You said like he wasn't there. So I do. Where's this coming from? Like, but um, all right. So next up, we got Bells of War. I say it stays. I I can I can say it stays because it's you know it, it, the melody is nice, but it it it, it might. It, it might have to be put in a maybe pile. Oh, Bells of War. I, I remember this now. I, I liked Bells of War, but I, I'll put it in a maybe pile. Bells of War in a maybe pile. Next up, we got the MGM. Stays, absolutely. All right. MGM. Yeah, that goes hard. Next up, Dogish. I'm keeping gotta Dogish. Stay. Gotta stay. Dogish gotta stay. I'm keeping that. I'm sorry. What you say, Vince? Oh yeah, of course. It's an ODB crowning achievement. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Oh man, I love that track. I love it. All right, next up, Duck Season. I, Duck Season I, for stay. I, what, what we at track numbers? How many? How many we got? We are at. Already at 14. So yeah, duck see, that's what I was worried about. Uh duck season can vote in. We we already at 14. Yeah, duck season, it it ain't it wouldn't make it. It's Wu Tang nigga. Ain't nothing changed, nigga. Still shame on a nigga who tried to run game. <laughs> <laughs> shame on y'all. Okay, so duck season goes. All right, next up we got Hell's Wednesday. Mm. I could go without it. Yeah, I could go without it. It sounded like a um, Hell's Wednesday sounded like a uh, almost like a Killer Army track to me. Huh? Like the way it was produced, it was just like I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I never sound, thought about that before, but you you're right. This don't sound like Wu yeah. Tang. This sound like an Associated Crew <laughs> Wu <Woo> affiliate. <laughs> right, all stars. All right, next up, heaters. Heaters, heaters. Hold on, you you play that real quick. Absolutely. Uh, I want to say yeah. I, I want to say yeah because it was up oh. tempo, man. It was like, I, I want to say yeah. I'm I know that definitely. Yeah, yeah. That put us at fifteen, though. I want to say heaters. Yeah, I probably should be looking at the track list. It'd be easier to choose. <laughs> but nah, yeah, I, I say heaters. Yeah, that stays because the next one is definitely gone. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is black shampoo. Oh, you yeah, got that's gotta to, go. Got to uh, go. That's trash. <laughs> now, Edible I will say pennies this. and champagne. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. Black shampoo is the best thing you got has ever done in his life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just it just does not to me. It was like. And to me, they it was like RZA said, "Hey y'all, we gotta have a song for the ladies." For the ladies. Hey y'all, and it was like it took them twenty five tracks <laughs> in for them to finally be like, "All right, fine, put, put <laughs> you got on it." <laughs> hey, he did his thing. I'm not saying it's one of the best songs on the album, but he did his thing. It was, it was. I got what they were going for. You know what I'm saying? Nice romantic evening type track. It wasn't too lovey dovey. I, I get it. I, I rocked with it. Like I said, I not it. one of the better songs, but definitely the best thing you guys has ever done. 
But yeah, black shampoo can go. That just leaves the second coming and the closing. I don't even count the closing because it's just talking. Second coming was just singing. Yeah, and I think so, we good. That's not 15. That's 15. That's 15. So we got Reunited. We got For Heaven's Sake. We got As High As Wu-Tang Get, Severe Punishment, Older Gods, It's Yours. The intro to disc two, Triumph, Impossible, Little Ghetto Boys, The City, The Projects, The MGM, Dog Ish, and then Heaters. I think they should have ended it with Heaters and then just cut it. They should have definitely ended with Heaters. I think they should have sandwiched Second Coming in the middle of like disc one or disc two. And, and you I know, think they like, should have sw- switched um, intro and triumph to disc one and put Wu Revolution as the intro to disc two. I can ride with that. Yeah, I can definitely ride with that. Yeah, give and give disc one one more one more track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Especially since like triumph was, it was bananas. Yeah. Well, you know what though, they. Uh, I see. Uh, Sonya left a man at home this time. Sorry, I'm watching this. Uh, oh, the game. Who's yeah. up? Uh, the Warriors are up. Okay, yeah, he was clobbering them last time I looked at it. You said Sonya left a man at home. <laughs> yeah, see, they just put her shoulder in the crowd. She dealt with her daughter this time. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, they, they both out here bad. <laughs> <laughs> Black Twitter got a hold of them, man. And tore them up. They showed man. Up. It sure did. I mean, it was coming I, for Dell first, and then and then it all came out after that. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's... it's hey, man. That's what happens. That's what happens. Stay home. Got to stay home. But yeah, I, I would definitely, I would have probably, if, if I had to do one disc for this, I would end it with Heaters. I think Heaters is the perfect closing track. I think Reunited and Triumph would be the great opening tracks. Um, I don't know, man. I might, I might, whew, I might still take off It's Yours in favor of Maria. Hmm. Man, it's yours, man. That, I, I that. think It's Yours is, is a nice, a no, nice kind of change of pace though like you gotta exactly. lose something for everybody on this one exactly except, you know. except for the ladies who got rid of black shampoo and also <laughs> also the production man like they didn't have that production was basically there was nothing no no deep bass in that song at all it was all nah, snares hi hat all snares and shaker yeah and that is like when you listen, when you think of it like that, it's like, oh yeah, this is dope. Like it's when got I first a, heard it, got it, a real like, like disco vibe to it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It does. It does. Yeah, it's got those like really high strings of like mm-hmm. sped up strings or whatever. But man, like you can, like you can uh, a danceable Wu Tang track. Who'd have thought it? Yeah, because you know Wu Tang was so heavy with the uh, that deep bass and that haunting. Like you said, mm-hmm. sound with the synth that they use, but that right there was just just all drums. You know, <laughs> that whole beat was basically just a drum beat with with, with, a, with like like a track lace, you know, laid behind it. Now, now, were there any standout verses or f- 
personal favorite verses from Wu Tang Forever that y'all y'all like particularly? I think the whole Triumph song, right? <laughs> actually, real quick, slept on verse from Triumph. You guys' verse was actually slept on. The thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. Yeah, he had that A B style that a lot of people that was that was that was old fashioned. People was looking for something new, but he still mm-hmm. kept to, he still kept with that that A B style, you know. Vigilante tantrum, a death kiss, catwalk, squeezing up the anthem, polar pharyngeal, tranquilizer, anesthesia. Ah. It wasn't as bad as Capadonna, but wasn't great. And I mean, yeah, then you know you got a. Uh, What's the, I forget his name, the one that basically sing just, sing, just, sing. just does spoken word, slow spoke, spoken oh, master word. Killer. Master, yeah, killer. master killer. The slow spoken word. Like, oh, well, I, I mean, but everybody got an opportunity to do their thing, which is what makes Triumph so so dope. It's like, um, <laughs> it's like Master Killer. Everybody else stood up in the studio when they recorded theirs and he sat down. Right, he's in the chair, <laughs> brought the mic to him. Yeah. <laughs> You got you guys where she said, uh, I don't know, man. Pocket full of shells out the sky. He said, Allow us to escape hell, glow, spinning bomb. Pocket full of shells out the sky, golden arms, tune spit the ish, immortal combat sound. The fake false step make the blood stain the ground. A jungle junkie, vigilante tantrum, a death kiss, cap off, squeeze another anthem. Hold it for ransom, tranquilizer, anesthesia. My orchestra, graceful music, ballerinas. My music, Sicily, rich California smell, and axe killer adventure. Paint a picture well. I sing a song from Sing Sing, sipping on ginseng. Righteous wax chaperone, rotating ring king. That was a dope verse, man. Yeah, it y'all, was. Don't wanna, y'all don't want to get you guy no props. I get it. Oh no, no, I, I love you guy. I love you guy. I, I I do not. But you're right. You're right. This is this is better than I like to give him credit for on this particular one. I give you that. Dex verse on yeah, I, I talked about already. Dex verse on for heaven's sake. Jizz's yes. verse on reunited. Um, Both are impossible. Kappa's verse on Maria. Maybe that's why I like Maria so much because Kappa really, really came with it. Um, trying to think. Um, ODB on dog ish. Yeah, ODB on dog ish. Ghost on impossible. Um, I feel like Method Man had a a really dope verse somewhere in there. Was it? Um, was it the sit? No, nah, wasn't it? Wasn't the, was it the projects? I can't. I can't say for sure. Yeah, and then uh, of course, yeah, Ghost's verse on MGM. I think Meth was came came with it on Severe Punishment. Was it Severe Punishment? It's crazy. It's like I can't think of no dope Method Man verses on this. Well, other than the Triumph. Well, see, Method Man, he um, well, I mean, Method Man is dope, and he he's honestly, in my opinion. He gets better. He's gotten better with time. Like, even though he was already dope, like he's writing, he's writing even better right now. But yeah, that, triumph, that, that triumph out, that triumph verse was just. I mean, that whole that whole song is everything for me though. Even the video, like, yeah. like you can you can tell me nothing about Wu Tang at the time. Yeah, yeah, they 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 was them dudes, man. I I, I don't think. 
I don't think this project will ever be. I'm not gonna say I. Well, yeah, I'm gonna say it. I don't think this project will ever be top. Like I don't. I don't think I've heard a double disc hip hop album that did what that did. Um, and unfortunately, we don't have time to discuss the others, but we will uh, on on a future show, uh, hopefully before the season is over. Um, we're gonna talk about Street Disciples. Oh, we're gonna talk about that. We're <laughs> <laughs> um, gonna get to all the double albums <laughs> <laughs> and whether or not they had the right to exist. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it just this 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 album is something special. You know, I, I remember cats dropping twenty five bucks for it because they, they used to charge mm-hmm. more for the double disc albums. And it had the uh, the specially enhanced CD. They, if if you had a computer, you could you could you, you could put it in that bonus features, right? And check out the extra. So this was all like that was like cutting edge stuff back then, you know. And um, man, I, I just look back finally on that. It's, this 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 was definitely. An album that that was in my permanent rotation still is honestly and um just want to say happy anniversary man happy 25 years to that you know and kind of kind of go down memory lane uh with y'all with it but <clears throat> moving right along that will take us now to our next topic for the night which will be our album face off um this week i decided to go the compilation route and it won't be the first time or last time I do this, but I decided to put Violator, the album, um, which was a compilation put together by Chris Lighty on Violator Def Jam Records. I'm putting that up against The Peacemaker by Tony Touch. Now, Violator, the album, this compilation, like I said, it was compiled by Chris Lighty, who was a... Um, an executive and, and hip-hop manager back in the day he has a really interesting story too if you get a chance go online and try to look up his bio and some of the stuff that he dealt with in the industry like he was really in the trenches before he um really started to pop off and become successful but violator the album it was um it was released august 10th 1999 on violator def jam records clocking in at one hour and 14 minutes and 20 tracks and it was produced by Q-Tip, Knotts, Swiss Beats, Easy LP, Havoc, The Beat Nuts, Alchemist, and many others. And then in the other corner, we have Tony Touch with his compilation style album and debut, The Peacemaker, released April 18th, 2000 on Tommy Boy Records, clocking in at 69 minutes and 21 tracks, produced by Tony Touch, DJ Scratch, True Master, DJ Muggs, DJ Premier, Showbiz, Alchemist, and Adolf. So I will give this up to you all uh, between Violator the Album and Tony Touch the Peacemaker. Which one were y'all feeling more and why? Well, I'll, I'll start it out. I know you might assume that I was going to go Violators because of Buster Rhymes and everything, but. <laughs> Honestly, man, I'm gonna give it up to the DJs, man. My my fellow DJ brethren, uh, they showed out on that uh, that Tony Touch album. I love uh, I love the variety that they had. Now, don't get me wrong, Violator had variety too, but some of that was trash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a lot of some of it was trash, actually. Uh, 
Uh, I just never really got into Noriega, man. Mm. What? What? You ain't the only one. That, that's 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 the reason. Uh, he had a hook where he said what, like <laughs> six seven times, and we and we accepted that for some reason because <laughs> of the beat. I was gonna say the that's because Nep- Neptune's delivered <laughs> up that fire. I, that, you know what? They must have had a bet or something where it was like, I bet you we can make anything hot with a track <laughs> as long as we drop it with, with hot beats like this. And they they just did that just for kicks and this and it still was a hit. But anyway, um Yeah, the violated album, no I can't say it was bad, but um I just and the funny part was Rampage was on both albums. Yes he was. <laughs> The most squash trap, and he was trash on both out. <laughs> but I like he was less trash on on Tony Touch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Peacemaker was dope. Then I love uh, I love um, that song. What is it? The greatest DJ. I wonder why. Oh with, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. With, with, Total. with Total, yeah. Because if you remember, you remember on the video when they broke into it. And they did the little breakdance list uh sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, man, it just it's just good memories for me, man. Uh, um there's and, and there's many a times I've used that song while I'm DJing to act like I'm a great DJ. Because <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> like like good parts in that song that you can scratch and, and use to isolate and whatnot. But I mean, it was a little bit long, I will say that. But I do like how he had he had his own. Um, his Latin background, you know, Puerto Rican stuff going on with that. He had um, Cypress Hill. Like you don't you don't hear from them much, and it was cool just to just to hear him again. You know, B Real's voice is so signature. It was just cool to hear that. You know, so I, I gave uh, the Peacemaker the win. All right, all right, understood, understood. Now that I think about it, yeah, the whole DJ thing, yeah, I do see why you would you would definitely lean towards the Tony Touch. There, there was definitely some like top notch scratching on, on on this compilation. Oh um, yeah, particularly with the track. Well, I, I'll get into that later. Um, Jamil, I give it up to you. Between Violator, the album, and Tony Touch, the Peacemaker, which one were you feeling more, and why? So I was kind of tripping at first. When I when I saw this as the the matchup because it felt uneven, um, but then I listened to them both. I'm like, well, they are they're a lot more similar than I realized. Like you mentioned, Rampage being on both of them, it wasn't just him though. Like obviously, Flip Mode made both albums, but so did the Pete Nuts and uh, Prodigy and uh, Fat Joe. Uh, Pun was on both of them. Like it's, it was a lot of the same characters showed up for both albums. Um, and all I know is uh, Buster was all over the Violator, and that, that definitely elevates it. Um, they also get, you know, uh, they had a uh, Q-tip on there. You can't. I know a lot of people don't like vibrant things. Um, I always kind of dug it. It's a, it's a nice little party song, and also without vibrant thing, we don't get uh poke it out. So I don't want to hear I don't want to hear no more slander about vibrant thing personally. I love vibrant thing. <laughs> no more disrespect, huh? Also, uh, Missy Elliott is on Violator, which also helps elevate that out. 
I know she wasn't she she wasn't on the album itself, but she was under Violator Management. And she made the remix to Violator, so she's still a Violator. Um, you know, you could tell they had a. Uh, what was cool about this also, and I guess Tony touched it the same thing. Um, where they, you know, touched R&B tracks and, you know, had some of the young guns also coming up in the album. Um, but I can't stress this out no further, man. It was clearly, like, by a long shot, the Tony Touch. <laughs> <laughs> you like, tried to praise Violator <laughs> as much as you could. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, I mean, it wasn't even close. Um, it starts off like the the... The Tony Touch album kicked the dough in with a DJ Premier track. Like, yeah. this is some of Guru's best work, as a matter of fact. And, like, there's no real skippables on here. Um, except for, you know, the last the last track after Class of 88. I don't even know the name of it. It's because I'm not really into um, Spanish reggae like that. So, although I respect that being a, a cultural touchstone, is it just didn't work for me. But just about everything else, was there and you got fire from everybody um i mean you got royce and, and uh you know far ryan taz joint most definitely see student came and did his thing and it was a point that i needed to make about this that i forgot oh this was an album it reminded me why krs and Wayne gets on my nerves so much <laughs> so he killed his verse he did he killed his verse but the intro to his verse it, like when he does stuff like that, it just irritates my soul, man. Just rap, nigga. You ain't got to do all this. Yeah. So I took his name and I reversed it. He said, "Why not? Why not? Come on, <laughs> bro. Like you're better than this. You're better than this." <laughs> but um, oh, it was something else that stood out to me. So what was what was crazy was um, proofs verse. One mm-hmm. of the lines he had in his in his rap was uh. I'm not the best yet because I haven't been killed. I haven't been killed. Yeah, I caught that too. I'm like, ooh, that's eerie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also in that same song, it reminds me how much I hate Bizarre. Like, beyond the fact that I don't think he's a good rapper. Um, <laughs> that nigga just say some wild, just say some wild stuff. Man. Like, <laughs> like I got a, I got a cat. He didn't make me chuckle with was- But he's, he's. He, he made me chuckle when he was like, he was like, B, <laughs> I can't even say it, B, S, my D. That is the radio edit. <laughs> that is edit. the radio edit. That is funny. Suck my, that is the radio edit. That was funny, but some of the other stuff. OJ, like, he better be coming up with my money. <laughs> like, that, that was also funny, but come on, man. Put your mom in a full Nelson, like, that's not funny. And then the, the way he ended the verse, in particular, I can't even like remember I, how he ended it. I'm not gonna repeat that because it's that egregious, but and I know he says it for shock value, but it just even at the time, like it just wasn't wasn't rock for me. And one <laughs> one more one more thing uh, with with the uh, the be real track. I think that might be my favorite song on that album. Like Tony Touch get busy on the mic. Uh, and he showed that on a couple couple different tracks, but I think that was the one where he stood out stood out the most. Um, he really he really rocked over that DJ Muggs beat. But yeah, this is um this one wasn't even close. This was this was a uh, 
junior varsity team against the 92 dream team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I concur, man. I, I, I'm going to just jump in real quick and say, like, I agree with both y'all. Um, I, I, I'm taking a, the Tony Touch, the Peacemaker, in a, in a landslide. I remember when Violator came out, like, niggas, niggas was really going hard for this album. Like, yeah. I remember it getting a lot of high praise. And, like, that was when LL was really hot, too. And, um, right. LL had a little resurgence. Yeah, listening to that song again, it, it did not do it for me. Yeah, it didn't age well, man. It didn't age well. And then, like, when you look at the names on the Violator album, and you're like, okay, this was 99. Like, you're like, okay, this should have been hot. Like, you had Q-Tip, Flip Mode, Noriega, LL, Ja Rule, Fat Joe, Big Pun. That track was hot. Um, that was. My Son. I, I forgot My Son had been in the game so long. Mob Deep, uh, Capone and Noriega, The Beat Nuts. It was like, yeah, like, this is a winning lineup here. And then, like, I will say this. The, the the Violator starts off very strong. Yes. And then it hits, like, a six or seven song long skid where, like, everything is pretty much disposable. Like, Say What, followed up by <laughs> First Degree with Ja Rule and the franchise and followed the up. Franchise. Followed up by Heavyweights was cool. That was a hot point in the album. Yeah. yeah. And it goes right into Ooh Wee by, by Crew. And then he followed that up with with Do What Players Do, which just didn't match the energy of the, of the album at all. Followed up by Nobody Likes Me, which is a terrible mob track. Followed up by Nobody featuring Next and My Son. Followed up by Thugged Out Niggas, which was terrible. Off. Oh my God! Followed up by "Ish" that he said by Big Noid, and then it picks back up with like "Beating Us Forever." But that's after Heavyweights. That's one, two, three, four, five, six songs in a row that were just like forgettable and disposable. And then, but then you had tracks a little bit before that that was along the same lines, and you know. I, it, the the production also lost me. I hated that like late nineties, that very dated late nineties, like Swiss Beats production and imitation Swiss Beats production, and it <laughs> it just produced a lot of skips for me. It's like out of the twenty tracks, I think eight maybe are keepers, maybe nine. That's being generous. Whereas with the Tony Touch, it was a totally different story. Um, the Tony Touch, man, that that was a time capsule. And yeah. it did everything that a compilation is supposed to do. It, they, it gathered talent from every corner that they could geographically, West Coast, East Coast, Midwest. They got both underground artists and mainstream artists to come through and represent. They had rap veterans on there in addition to up and coming talent at the time. Yeah, you talking about that class of 87? Oh, that's right, right, class, right yeah, there. Class, yeah, of, class of 88. Class yeah. of 88. Like, you you had that, but then you also had Get Back with Eminem and D12, and they were kind of like just kind of getting their footing then. I mean, you had tracks like um, Liquid Rhyming with like Exhibit and, and the Licks uh, that features some, some great DJ work. Um, you had tracks like uh, Vince already talked about, I Wonder Why. You had tracks like Pit Fight with, with Greg Nice and Psycho Less and Juju. 
you had what's that with most death and they lost soul which which actually was one of the weaker tracks on the album but still good by today's you know then you had um let's see i know the rules set it on fire with flip mode squad where they they redid that run dmc hook and uh rod digger just came with it and then you had the abduction with, with Wu-Tang Clan, with that that beat was oh, just insane. You don't really run into, you don't really run into any skips till track 14 with like the club. And then maybe Foundation is skippable, but then like it gets right back on track with Get Back, the Adolf track, and then Class of 87. Uh, PR All-Stars, you know, it's whatever. It's, it's a cultural track. I grant them that, you know, I, I, I give them a pass on that. But man, it just, you got West Coast cats, you got East Coast cats, you got Midwest cats, underground cats. Like, it just, it, it, it just, and it also like represented, it, it put on for the entirety of hip hop culture at that time too, with the b-boying and the DJing and the references to graffiti. And this was a, this was a DJ compilation that had actual scratching on it. You know, it, it to me it was it was a, a wider representation of the overall hip hop culture that I appreciated, and and you know as opposed to the Violator, which which was just a bunch of you know New York City cats who all kind of rap similarly subject wise, they're all on the same level skill wise and cadence wise, with a little bit of crew and eight ball thrown in, and I felt like you know I felt like Chris Lighty. At the time, I, I think he saw the success of hip hop compilations at that time and wanted to kind of mimic that, or at the very least make something that was announcing to the world, hey, I'm, I'm launching this Violator label and everybody needs to take notice because compilations were, were a thing back then and, and they were successful. You had Rockefeller who had just did Streets is Watching. You had, you had Rough Riders who would did Ride or Die Volume 2. Defro Records did the Above the Rim soundtrack. Um, DJ Muggs had just dropped Soul Assassins. Wu Tang had just dropped Wu Chronicles. You had um, In the Beginning There Was Rap by Priority Records. You had Death Squad El Nino. Like, so like compilations were definitely like making some noise back then. Um, even even on the underground tip with Sound Bombing and Lyricist Lounge. So I think he kind of tried to copy that formula, but just kind of, you know, it was kind of a swing and a miss, you know. He just, I don't know, production-wise, he didn't bring in enough people, and geographically, I think he should have brought in more people, but yeah, this this was a no-brainer for me. This this was definitely Tony Touch, the peacemaker, taking it, so there you have it, people. There you have it. All right, so next up, that will bring us now to our next segment, and which we always cap off episodes with what you're bumping, where I invite y'all to share what y'all been bumping for the past week or so, whether it be new, old, or just something the listeners have not heard. So, Vince, man, this week, what you been bumping? Well, aside from the uh, assignments for the week, I kind of was beat shopping. That's that's what I did the majority of. So there's nothing. There's nobody really of uh, 
that of note as far as what I was listening to. I've been listening to beats all week. The purchase song um, on YouTube, looking at some stuff. Yeah, that's kind of like what I've been doing all week. And also looking at the program, like YouTube, like doing some doing some schooling for production. But I, yeah, I can't really think of any person I really was listening to. Okay, okay, understood. I got you. You've been working. All right, Jamil, man, this week, what you've been bumping? I'm trying to find my phone so I can look, look up the list. Um, I know I was listening to the Wu-Tang Forever. Uh, I had to get out one quick spin. Uh, I was listening to Duke Ellington and Coltrane. I don't remember the name of the album, though. Just need to want some chill, relaxed stuff. Uh, I was listening to the Adrian Young, Ali Shaheed Muhammad. Uh, I think it's 10 now, Jazz is Dead. I think that was the number we own at this point. Oh, man, they've done that many? Yeah. Okay, that one has been and um, uh, System of Down Toxicity. Just some left field stuff. Mm. I'm sure, there's something else, but I, I seem to have misplaced my phone. Fine, my <laughs> all right, all right. So, you mean you've been on that on that eclectic tip? I respect it. Um, <clears throat> for myself, I just been bumping. Uh, I did get around to listening to EGOT by Sci High the Prince, the new EP he just dropped. Ah, man, I was a little let down. I told you it was bad. <laughs> I was a little let down. Like, it's like, man, bro, you did four tracks. It's like you 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 couldn't have locked have locked in for four tracks. Man, for for one. <laughs> I gotta listen to it either way. Man, it's something to say about Sci uh, High. It's like, you know how some people are just really dope and spitting, but they don't necessarily put uh, put great music or songs together. I don't think that's Sci High though. I think he does make good songs. This just was a bad example of that. Yeah, he did, it's, not, it's, he did not do well with this. Yeah, it's it's something though. Because he should be, he should be talked amongst some of his peers way more than what he's talked about. I agree with that. So it's something in his formula that's just not clicking. But when he does a freestyle, or you hear, you see him on YouTube just spitting, man. It's just like, oh, this is beautiful. This is the art right here. This is art. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get with it, man. I'm sorry. I've also been bumping that um, that new Black Thought and Danger Mouse track uh, because uh, extremely dope track. Can't wait for that album to drop. Um, did, I've been bumping. Did that did that track sound weird to you? No, nah, not at all. All right, well, I tried listening to it on two different setups, and it sounds like the mix is off to me. Maybe it's just me, but the vocals sound like they were overpowered by the production mm, no not not i can't i can't say i i, I noticed that okay maybe i'm tripping that it, <laughs> it's the same problem i have with rock marciano project uh where his okay. voice is like no i don't black, know like that like he, the engineer messed it up no not not what i heard like i i heard it on spotify and then i heard it on youtube 
and both tracks sounded exactly the same. But Black Dog's voice definitely cuts through. Okay. Yeah, most definitely. Now that you say it, though, yeah, Black Dog sometimes it does seem like his voice is a little low. Hmm. On on that particular track, you mean, or you just mean? Oh, just on, on on his projects, like on some of his songs. It's just like now that you mentioned it. Hmm. It's the first time I ever noticed that, and maybe I'm maybe I'm tripping. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I've also been bumping uh, Vince Staples. Ramona Park broke my heart. Um, great album, man. I, I I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Some nice, nice West Coast vibes. <clears throat> I've also been bumping Dom Kennedy rap and roll. As y'all can see, I've been on my West Coast vibe this week. You like Dom Kennedy? I do, I do. I think I think sometimes he could be a little unconvincing with his flow, but like production-wise, like he he's got enough bangers to keep my attention. Okay. Yeah, I like I like his uh, nonchalant approach. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, nonchalant. Like that's a good way to put it. Like, but production-wise, he he got some good stuff. Like he, he comes with that vintage West Coast flavor that. Sounds good. It just sounds good. Um, man, and I've also been bumping, man, bro, this new album from Paul Wall and Terminology called Start to Finish. Mm, man. Really? Man, bro, this has got to be one of the best albums I've heard this year. I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> Shoot, I was disappointed in me. But like... <laughs> Dude, I can't I can't front on it. It's produced from beginning to end by Static Select. Okay. Of and, course it is. And oh, but it got they they got a track on here produced by Pete Rock, which is phenomenal. Um mm. I walked away liking Paul Wall, bro. Like I've never listened to a Paul Wall project from start to finish except for this one. Start to finish, it, 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 check it out, man. Imagine Paul Wall rapping over dope, boom bap, soulful beats, and like killing it, killing. I can see, I can see that though. Like when I heard I him with, with Toby, he definitely had had improved as a rapper, but is, I mean, he just Houston, and nothing, nothing about Paul Wall ever came off as. as kind of a facade to me either so I could I could kind of mess with that man bro check this out now you will be pleasantly surprised it's only 10 tracks long it's a nice short list and I, I like that they, they kept it that way but this has got to be one of the best albums I heard this year terminology from Boston though so I can't do it bro yeah. <laughs> a song is racist by by uh, association <laughs> yeah. yeah check it out check it out all right, Jamil, man, you got any album anniversaries for us? Yes, finally found my phone. Um, uh, celebrating five years this week. I don't know if anybody cares. Brockhampton, uh, their debut album, Saturation. I'm not uh, a Brockhampton fan. I can't say that I've heard anything from them. Uh, celebrating 20 years, and you'll enjoy this one. Uh, Atmosphere, God Loves Ugly. That actually was a decent album. I don't remember it. I remember it coming out. I just, I don't, I don't remember nothing from it. I have to, I have to give it a spin. Yeah, that's actually. Um, also celebrating 
20 years the same before there was, was I'm sorry to cut you off Jamil before there okay. was Drake before there was Drake there was atmosphere <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> atmosphere ran so uh, walked so Drake could run <laughs> uh, also dropping uh, the same week 20 years ago was AZ Asiatic Ah. Which is actually a better album than I remember. Celebrating 30 years though, and this is where it gets where it actually gets to be good. Uh Mr. Tongue Twister running off at the mouth. And of course the crown jewel of the week. Celebrating 30 years this week. P Rock and CL Smooth. Back in the soul, brother. Oh snap. Wow. Okay. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Okay. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Man, okay. Insane that that album is 30 years. 30 years old, man. 30 years old. I remember when we was kids, if our parents was listening to something from 20 years ago, we was was just like, man, we don't want to hear this, you know? Mm -hmm. What's crazy, though, is I didn't necessarily feel that way. Like, I I was cool with... 70 stuff like my old man used to play a bunch of George Clinton and I dug that or like uh, Roger Troutman and all that but to think of you know 30 years ago then would have been like 60s if it wasn't Motown you know wasn't nobody really checking for that and here we are the 90s was 30 years ago early 90s was 30 years ago yeah that sounds crazy man thinking about it I was 10 years old. That is crazy. Insane. Yeah, but I, I remember, like, yeah, some of the stuff my parents played, I could get with. <clears throat> like you said, the funk, like, Parliament, Funkadelic, George Clinton, like, but other stuff, like, Steely Dan, Fleetwood Mac, I could not get with that. I can get with it now, but, yeah, like, yeah. Back, back then, the yeah, couldn't, couldn't stand it, man. Could not stand it. Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Uptown girl before the drive-by, huh? Genesis. Yep. yep. <laughs> Bill Collins and Genesis. Genesis was dope, though, man. Yeah, I, I love them now, but like when I was back in the day, when I was little, I'm like, man, what is this? Peter yeah, Gabriel. Man. Like, that's the man that be singing them Disney songs. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Oh, I can't dance. Like, well, why are you? What are you telling us for? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, that will do it for the show, people. Um, we've got two more episodes left before the close of this season. This very successful podcast season we've been having. So, I'm gonna try to uh, try to deliver the goods, man, for the for these final two shows. And we will definitely be back next week with more topics and other album face-off. Gentlemen, I want to thank y'all again for carving out some time to hop on the show. And with that, I'm going to bid y'all adieu and I'm going to say peace. Peace.
as I kiss the sky. Sing a song of sixpence, a pocket from the ride. What? On the dive, on a culture. Stalk the dead body like a vulture. The Calgon, mm-hmm. blacker than your blackest stallion. Hit your housing. Projects, I represent your shouting. Oh, yes, apocalypse now. The gunpowder be going down. Diggy, diggy, down, diggy, down. Well, the planets and the stars and the moons collapse. When I raise my trigger finger, all your fingers hit the deck. Cause ain't no need for that. Hustlers and hardcore. Roar to the floor, roar like reservoir doors. The green eye bandit can't stand it. With more food in your loops than that, you can't stand it. Plus, the papazi got me wild. Messing with this, it's a straight suicide. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. It's the folk doctor spot smoking on the train. How high? So high that I can kiss the sky. Up to the sky. Look up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Working on Johnny Blaze in a damn thing chain. How high? I can kiss the sky. Sky. 